Welcome to episode 10. Tonight we are talking about the lost book. What is the lost book? You know what it is. It's the Bible. The Bible is the most powerful book that's ever been written. It's alive and it's sharper than any two-edged sword. It separates bone and marrow. It comes down deep into side of us and it convicts us. It changes us. It brings holiness in our lives when we obey what the Lord has said. But over generation and generation, many people have lost this book along the way and they've lost the teachings of this book. They've lost getting to know the author of this book. And so tonight I want to ask you, have you lost the book? We're going to talk to some people tonight. We're going to follow some people here in the Bible that had lost the book, but they found the book. And so let's get right into it tonight. I'm going to start. You know, I've been going through Second Chronicles. Man, what an amazing book. I'm going through Second Chronicles and came across chapter 24. And um, it's talking about King Josiah. Man, what an awesome name. King Josiah, 2 Chronicles chapter 24. I'm going to be going a little slow tonight. A lot of you guys have been talking about how you've liked the teaching. So we'll do a little bit more teaching again tonight. Um, and so if you got your Bible, follow along with me because I won't put every verse up on the screen. So follow along with me as you can. So let's just start out in verse 1 of chapter 34, talking about King Josiah. His uh, father had just passed away, and he was made king. Guess what age he was king? He was king at eight years old. Can you imagine being king at eight years old? Wow. Around you that you know that's eight years old becoming king? Well, that's what happened to King Josiah. He became king at eight years old. It says that he did very good in the eyes of the Lord, that he pleased the Lord. And it says that he didn't turn from the right or to the left. He didn't turn to the right or to the left. He stayed focused on God, getting to know God, listening to the people that were pouring into his life. He had some good people pouring into his life, and he began to develop a relationship with God that would just do great things in the country of Judah and the nation of Israel and Jerusalem. And man, what it's amazing what God can do through a young person that gets devoted to him at such a young, young age. So at the age of eight, he was king, but at the age of at 16 is when he really started seeking God. Listen to this verse right here in chapter, uh, verse three, it says, in the eighth year of his reign, while he was still young, he began to seek the God of his father, David. Wow, I love that. that he, he says, while he was still young, he began to seek the God of his father, David, of the fathers that he'd gone on before him that were living for the Lord. And I just want to pause here and say this. If you're young out there tonight, if there's a, a young one in your life that you're raising up or someone you know you've been praying for, that you can start seeking God at any age. At age 16, Josiah began to seek the Lord with all of his heart and go after God and get to know God and to learn his ways and follow his ways and his commands and his decrees and walk in a way that was pleasing to the Lord. That's what this nation needs. That's what this world needs is young people who are who are falling in love with God at a young age and growing up following in the ways of the Lord. And this is what King Josiah did at the age of 16. He was seeking God. So are you age 20 and you at 30, 40, 50, 60, 70? You can still decide to seek the Lord. So it's time for us to make that decision 
to seek the Lord in that moment. That's what he had decided. Um, he did right in the eyes of the Lord, and he began to seek the Lord. So that was how this his life started. But in verse 3 also, it says this. It says, In his twelfth year, he began to purge Judah and Jerusalem of all the idols and all the images and all the things that were detestable practices and the things in there that his father and grandfather had allowed to come into the country at the age of 20. Josiah began to purge these things out of the nation of Judah, out of Jerusalem. God was using a young man at 20 years old to begin to bring revival to his nation. This is what I'm talking about. It, there is no age limit to how God can use you at any moment, at any time. You've just got to decide to seek him and watch what he does in your life, begins to move in your life in this simple um, key to, to, to Christianity is simply pray and obey. Just pray and talk to God and whatever he tells you, just obey. Sometimes it'll be things for your personal life that you need to be obedient for. Maybe you need to be adding things to your life or he's asking you to take things away from your life or develop a relationship with this person or stop hanging out with that person or give somebody this. Or There's just so many things that the Lord can ask you to do. Stop listening to that. Stop watching that. Those, all these things. If you pray and obey, you'll begin to develop this relationship with God and to begin to purge things out of your life and get the things in your life that are needed to watch revival begin to happen in your life, in your family's life, and all of those around you. So um, that was in verse 3 when he was 20 years old. In verse 8, at the age of 26, this is it, in a, uh, verse 20, uh, at the ve I'm sorry, I lost my place there. And yeah, in verse 8, at 26 years old, in the 18th reign of Josiah's reign, he began to purify the land and the temple. He says he went to repair the temple of the Lord his God. At the age of 26, he was beginning to purify the land. He was someone who was going after purity, after character. He understood that following the ways of the Lord, that when you grow close to God, when you grow close to a holy God, holiness begins to come on you. You know that God could have given his spirit any other adjective to describe his spirit, but he chose the word holy. He gave the word holy because he is holy. His spirit is holy. And the Holy Spirit lives in you. And the Holy Spirit teaches you how to be holy, how to live a life of holiness. And so if you'll just listen to him at any age, he will, he will take you down this journey of becoming to live a holy life. And that's what Josiah was doing at the age of 20. He was purging the land. At the age of 26, he was purifying the land. And he began to repair the temple. He began to repair the, the um the temple that had been falling down. And this is what I want, you know, we've been talking about that the last few weeks about repair, repairing the temple. And we are now the temple. And we must repair our temple. We must repair our temple and purge this temple. And we must um, purify this temple and get it ready for the Lord to live in, move through, and do awesome, awesome things. In verse 14 and 15, we begin to see another part of this story that this is what this whole night is about. The whole night was talking about the lost book. Well, Josiah and his team there, um, his servants, they begin to 
find, they found the book, the book that had been missing. Listen to this right here. I'd never seen this before reading through scripture, but in verse 14 and 15, it says this right here. Actually, you know what? I actually have it on the screen. So let's pull it up on the screen for you here. It says, while they were bringing out the money that had been taken into the temple of the Lord, Hilkiah the priest found the book of the law of the Lord that had been given through Moses. Verse 15 Hilkiah said to Shaphan, the secretary, I have found the book of the law in the temple of the Lord. He, and then he gave it back to Shaphan. Now listen to that. He found the book. How long it had been missing? How long had the book of the Lord, the book of what Moses had written, the Ten Commandments, all the laws, how long it had, been, had it been missing in the land? They said they found the book. Now this is Capital letters, the book, this book right here, they found it. What had been written in their day had been lost for uh, temporarily. And it says they found the book. And then it says he went and read the book to the king. Shaphan went and read the book to the king, to King Josiah. And that is, um, this is what uh, the Josiah began to do right here. It says when he heard the words of the book, this is the words of God that had been hidden, that had been lost. Listen to what Josiah did. It says, Then Shaphan the secretary informed the king, Hilkiah the priest has given me a book. And Shaphan read from it to, into the presence of the king. When the king heard the words of the law, he tore his robes. Another sign of he repented. He began to repent when he heard the words of the Lord. Y'all, when we really hear these words, the words that are in this book. Sometimes we hear people reading them, but we don't really hear them. When our spirit hears these words, we tear our robes. We tear our, we, it, we're torn inside. We're convicted of our ways and we begin to repent and turn to the Lord and begin to weep in the presence of God because of our sins and because of the sins of our forefathers. And this is exactly what happened to King Josiah. It says, he gave these orders to Hilkiah and, and all the other secretaries. And it says, go and inquire of the Lord for me and for the remnant in Israel and Judah about what is written in this book. When he began to hear the words, how they were alive and active, he began to go, hey, go inquire of the Lord for me about what's written in this book. I need to know more about this book. I need to know more about what's written in this book. And then it says um, that has been found great in the... Uh, let me start back over here in verse uh, 21. Go and inquire of the Lord for me and for the remnant in Israel and Judah about what is written in this book that has been found great in the Lord's anger that is poured out on us because our fathers have not kept the word of the Lord. They have not acted in accordance with all that is written in this book. And this is one of the verses I wanted to key in on tonight. So I've got it on the screen for you. It says, go and inquire of the Lord for me and for the remnant in Israel and Judah about what is written in this book that has been found. I'm asking you tonight, when's the last time you've inquired of the Lord about what is written in the Bible, about what is written in this book that I'm talking about? That Has it been lost in your life? Has it got dust on the shelf? And then part B of verse 21 says, great is the Lord's anger that is poured out on us because those who have gone before us have not not kept the word of the Lord. 
They have not acted in accordance with all that is written in this book. Josiah began to repent and be grieved because the forefathers that had gone on before him were not keeping the laws, the commands, the words of the Lord that were written in this book. When he heard these words, he realized what was missing in his land. He realized what his forefathers had been doing wrong and teaching wrong. And the people of, of, of Israel and Judah and Jerusalem, they were not following the ways of the Lord. And it moved Josiah. It grieved Josiah. And y'all, I just want you to know right now, I am grieved. I am grieved over the bride of Christ in this world, how they say, how we say we're following Jesus and how we love God and how we go to church. But we have lost this book. We've lost this book. We hear people reading it, but we don't follow the ways of God that are in this book. When we hear something that pierces our heart, we don't let it fully come in and convict us to the point of change. There's got to be a point, y'all, where we begin to listen to the words of God and we let them seep into our heart and we don't harden our heart any longer and we begin to change because Jesus is getting ready to come back. This is the season that you're going to watch the bride of Christ begin to prepare herself for Jesus, her bridegroom, to come and get her. This is the season that you're going to see in Matthew chapter 25. It talks about 10 virgins there, and it says that five were ready for him and five were not. This is going to be the season where you watch the five that are ready get ready. Are you ready? Are you ready to meet Jesus? I'm watching people all over this world, all over America. People are beginning to talk about Jesus coming back preparing for the return of the Lord. They're giving messages on the on like Matthew chapter 25 of the 10 virgins. And we're beginning to see language and talk about the bride and the bridegroom. And only the Holy Spirit is going to begin to move in this way when Jesus is getting ready to come back and when he wants his bride to be prepared for this moment. So I'm asking you, are you ready? Are you one of the five that's going to be ready when Jesus comes? Because when the door is shut, it says in Matthew 25 that it is too late. The way you get prepared is you read this book. You read the book that has been lost. I'm telling you right now, overall in America, this book, the Bible, has been lost. It has been put on the shelf. Dust has been on it. And for the people who have had it out, there are a few who are there listening and following the ways of God. But for most people that even have it out, they'll read it or listen to it, but they're not allowing it to change them because we forget that these are the words of God, the words of Almighty God, our Creator. When, and when His words are spoken, we listen because He's King. Jesus says in Luke 6, 46, it says that, Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I say? When you hear the Word of God convict you, it's time to repent. It's time to change. And it's time for us to find this book again in our lives. It's time to fall in love with the Bible. It's time to fall in love with the words of God. It's time to let those words seep into our heart and change us and watch God do something amazing in our lives and our families, our church, our community, our nation, and our world. And it all starts with the book that has been lost because these words are alive and active and we've got to get them 
in our lives. Here's what I want to say. How can you act according to what is written in this book if you're not reading this book? Josiah understood as soon as he heard the words, man, he's like, these are the words of God. They're convicting my soul and they're grieving me. And I am grieved over the bride of Christ in the condition of the bride of Christ and how the bride of Christ is not, is not allowing the words of God to penetrate her heart at this moment. And I just pray, Father, let's just pause and pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you begin to just break up the hard ground and the bride of Christ, that your words may begin to penetrate her heart once again, and she'll begin to get ready for you to come and to get us, Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray you break up this hard ground and your words will begin to fall on the hearts of your people again, and we would repent and turn to you and humble ourselves and follow your ways. That's what's coming. I'm so excited about what God's doing. And um, in, in verse 27, so flipping over the page here, is in verse 27 of, of chapter 34, we begin to see where jo King Josiah had asked people to go inquire of the Lord. And there was a lady who had a word for King Josiah. She gives him the word. And then this is, the, this is what it says. Tell the king of Judah who sent you to inquire of the Lord. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel says concerning the words you have heard. Because your heart was responsive, and you humbled yourself before God when you heard what he spoke against this place and its people. And because you humbled yourself before me and before and tore your robes and wept in my present presence, I have heard you, declares the Lord. I got to pause here and I've got to say this. This is amazing. But jo Josiah had heard the words of the Lord and he heard what was coming because of the forefathers and how they have acted but Josiah began to repent, tear his robes. And it says here, it says, because his heart was responsive. You know, in, the, in those, on, on the, um, the, the doctor shows, you know, or me, me and my dad's a doctor, when they, when they put the heart machine on the patient and you can see, and they, and they, they sit there and they, it goes off and you can see on the machine where the heart is just beating and beating and beating. And you can tell if the heart is responsive Here's what I wanted to know tonight. Is the heartbeat of the bride of Christ responsive to the word of the Lord? Because when jo King Josiah began to hear the words of the Lord, his heart became responsive. He began to weep in the presence of God. He began to change and he began to pray and ask God to forgive him and to forgive the nation for, for turning against the Lord. And it says that the Lord heard him. When we repent and humble ourselves before God, God will hear us at any moment, at any time. And this is what happened. He, began, he says he wept in his presence and he says the Lord heard him. Verse 28, now I will gather you to your, for, to your father's and you will be buried in peace. Your eyes will not see all the disaster I'm going to bring on this place and on those who live here. I believe that this verse 28 is a shadowing type of the rapture. It's a shadowing type of the rapture because King Josiah, he began to weep because of the condition of the people of God in Israel, in Judah, in Jerusalem. And he began to see the condition, how they weren't following the ways of the Lord. His heart was responsive. He humbled himself and he began to cry out to God and ask God to do something amazing in his nation. And God heard him. 
him. But listen to verse 28. It says that then he gathered him to the fathers. And it says, your eyes will not see the disaster that I'm going to bring to this place and those who live here. Let's pause for a moment. The rapture is real. It is real. It will happen. I had a dream of a couple of years ago where I was raptured, and it was the realest thing I could ever imagine. I could still feel the air going over my skin as I was raptured up in my dream. It's real. It's going to happen. And the five who are ready and are prepared because they've been reading this book, they will be prepared to go and meet with Jesus. He will come and get us. He will take us from this place. He will gather us from this place. We'll go to a place of rest and of peace. And we won't see the disaster that takes place here where we're living now and upon those people who are still living here. I'm telling you, if you want to get ready and you want to have to be a part of the rapture and go see Jesus and miss out on the disaster that's going to take place here during the tribulation, you've got to find the book. you got to find the book again in your life. If it's in your car under a seat, if it's in the trunk, if it's on a shelf, if it is on your kitchen uh, bookshelf and it's just been sitting there, if it's on the bath in the bathroom, on the back of the toilet, where is it? Go find the book, get in it, and allow this book to change you and prepare you and get you ready. I'm here telling you. I am preaching to you. I am prophesying to you that Jesus is coming back and he's coming back for those who are ready and only those who are reading the book and allowing the book, the words of God, the spirit of God to change them and prepare them are going to be the ones that are ready. Are you spending time with Jesus? Do you know him? Because he's coming back for his bride. So verse 29 and 32, as we finish up with this chapter here, um, this is what happened after uh, Josiah got this word. It says he read in there, he, he got the book, and he said everybody needs to hear the book. It's kind of like tonight, I'm proclaiming everybody needs to hear the book. That's what happened to Josiah. He understood that everybody needed to hear the words in the book. He read in the hearing of all the all the words, the book of the covenant, which had been found in the temple of the Lord. The king stood by his pillar and removed the, uh, renewed the covenant in the presence of the Lord to follow the Lord and keep his commands, his regulations, his decrees with all of his heart and all of his soul and to obey the words of the covenant written in this book. I'm telling you, this is what happens when you read the book is all of a sudden your covenant with the Lord begins to be renewed. You're like, God, I need to renew my life with you. I need to renew my relationship with you. I need to renew my vows and my marriage with you, Jesus. And I'm going to follow your ways. I'm going to follow your decrees. I'm going to follow your commands. And I'm going to live according to your word. Because when you begin to read the book and it gets inside of you, there's something that happens and you want to draw close to the Lord and live for him and revival is in these pages but the reason we're not seeing revival is the people of God have lost the book it's time to find the book where is it I'm telling you this is what's happening in these verse in chapter 32 as it closes out King Josiah got with all the people of Israel and he got with them and asked them to pledge their self to this covenant, to this renewed covenant. I'm asking you tonight to pledge yourself to the new covenant of Jesus Christ on the cross and him crucified and he rose from the dead 
And he gave us one command above all. That's to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, all of our soul, all of our mind, and all of our strength. And then to love our neighbor as ourself. The, the, the law that he gave us was to love, to love God, to love people. And that happens when you're in the book. We have got to pledge ourselves back to this covenant that we made with Jesus, this vow that we made with Jesus. We've got to pledge ourselves and we've got to say, I am going to renew this covenant tonight, right here in June of 2023. I'm renewing this covenant and I'm going after God with all of my heart and I'm going to make myself ready as Revelation 19, 7 says that the bride of Christ made herself ready for when Jesus was coming back. You don't want to miss that wedding feast. You don't want to miss that wedding day. So have you lost the book? Have you lost the book? It's time to find it. It's time to get your nose in it. It's time to read it and ask the Holy Spirit to move inside of you and renew you and bring passion back into your life as you read the book. The book is very powerful. I got a verse here in Matthew chapter 4 verse 4 in the message version. It says, Jesus answered by quoting Deuteronomy, it takes more than bread to stay alive. It takes a steady stream of words from God's mouth. Listen to that. Read it. It's on the screen. As I take a sip of water there, it says, Jesus answered by quoting Deuteronomy, it takes more than bread to stay alive. It takes a steady stream of words from God's Mouth. Are you getting a steady stream of words that come from God's mouth on a daily basis? Are you in the book? The book is where you need to be because, like I keep saying, it is alive and it is active. Hebrews 4.12, for the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. If you're wanting a renewed relationship with God, you must get in the Bible, the words of God, and you must ask God to open your eyes enlighten you to hear his words and to teal up the hard ground in your heart so the words can come in and seep in and begin to grow and harvest a righteousness inside of you but it will change you but when you hear it you got to take that step of obedience you got to pray and you got to obey you got to read and you got to obey walking with God is very very important listening to the word of God. We've gotten away from the basics. The basics are the wor- is the word of God. It's so powerful. We've lost the book, people. We've lost the book, bride of Christ. It's time to get back in it. Any of us can pick it up and read it from anywhere from Genesis to Revelation. It does not matter where you read it. God will meet you there. He will speak to you through it. So pick it up because it is the sword of the spirit. Ephesians 6, 17 says, take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. If you are trying to fight off the enemy with no sword, good luck. But Jesus responded with the word when he was tempted by the enemy. You need the Bible. You need to be reading it. You need to be chewing on it, meditating on it. When you meditate on the word of God day and night, it actually says you begin to prosper prospering. Psalm 1 says that the tree planted by the river of living water, by water, begins to prosper. Are you 
planted and getting the water you need, the, the steady stream of God's word coming into your life. When you meditate on the God's word, you will prosper in all that you do. The Bible is a love letter from God to you to me. It's a love letter from Jesus, our bridegroom, to his bride, and we must be in it, eating it up, getting to know him because he is coming. Let me give you a tip. Don't read the book to just check it off your list. Don't read the book to gain knowledge. Read the book to get to know the author. When you read the book to get to know Jesus, to get to know the Father, to get to know the Holy Spirit, the Godhead, three in one, when you get to know him by reading the book, it becomes alive like you can never, ever imagine. And so I just got to ask you tonight, are you in the book? Are you in it? Let's take it just basics. John 15, 5 says you can do nothing unless you are connected to Jesus. How do you get connected to Jesus? Well, you can pray, you can walk with him, you can talk with him. But listening to his words and what he said to us when he was down here on this earth, think about this. Jesus said millions of words while he was on this earth, but the Holy Spirit began to take words and put them in a book, the ones that he knew we would need to know right here in 2023. He began to put those in a book for us, the words that God himself said, and then God himself wrote down. These are the, the words out of all the millions of words that he said. These are very powerful words that we need to be putting in our lives and letting them change us. Y'all, there's about to be a revival that takes place. And it's when those who go back to the basics, when they begin to let the word of God change them. I don't want you to leave from this, watching this episode without allowing the words of God to change you. You need a steady stream of God's word in your life every day and you need to allow it to flush the old self out of you, to flush the flesh out of you and begin to cleanse you and purify you. Repair the temple. You got to repair the temple. You got to purify the temple. It's time to do these things. It's time to purge the things out of our life that don't need to be there. And the only way to do that is to allow the word of God to come streaming into our life. Get this picture of a dried up creek bed. Picture that in your mind, a dried up creek bed, and there's no water coming through it. And there's trash everywhere. There's logs, there's twigs, and everything's just there in the dried up creek bed. But the moment that the water comes rushing in, now picture the water come flushing in, rushing in, going over that creek bed, and it begins to come in at a good pace. It first comes in slowly, then a better pace, and then a better pace, and then more and more water, and it begins to flush all the trash and all the twigs and all the leaves and all the logs. It begins to flush it out, and everything begins to be moving again. When you're, If your life is a dried-up creek bed right now in the Spirit, and you need the to have a fresh relationship with God and a fresh word of God and the fresh spirit of God moving over your life, the only way for that to happen is to have a steady stream of this book coming through you on a daily basis. It will wash out the trash, the twigs, the piled up leaves, the junk that's in your life, the big logs that you thought would never be moved. It will move them if you begin to have a steady stream of God's word in your life. I'm telling y'all, there's a revival coming. It's going to happen when we find the lost book. So I want to tell you tonight, revival's coming.
It's coming to everybody who finds the book. Have you found the book? Where is the book? Like I said earlier, is it on the back of your toilet? Is it in your car? Is it in the trunk? Is it at work? Where is your book? Where is the Bible? We need to get in the Bible and have a daily stream of God's Word flowing through us to purge out the things of the enemy, to purge out the things of this world because Jesus Christ is coming back. He's coming back for a pure and a spotless bride. He's coming back for people who have prepared and made themselves ready. And I'm here to tell you tonight that the best way to make yourself ready is to find the book, to let the words of this book come into your heart. Let the Holy Spirit, the spirit of holiness come flowing into you and let the words come alive. Let them be sharp. Let them be active. Let them move inside of you. Let them convict you to the place where you are repenting, tearing your robes, going, God, I'm sorry. I'm weeping in your presence, Lord, because I want my family to know you. I want my children to know you. I want my neighbors to know you. I want my state to know you. I want my nation to know you. I want my world to know you. It's going to come alive inside of you when the Word of God comes flowing into your life. It's time for Jesus to be on the throne, on the throne of your heart once again are you going to let him sit on the throne of your heart are you going to let his words penetrate you are you going to let him be king and when he speaks to you you're going to obey him because the words in this book are real the book has been lost but it's time for the book to be found go find the book go get in the book this week it will change you it will revolutionize you it will bring revival to your life to this world if all of us will get in the book.